South Africa have no intentions of accepting their recent result against Ghana, at least not without a fight. That's according to SAFA President Danny Jordan, who has already filed a complaint to FIFA. On Sunday, at Cape Coast Sports Stadium, the Black Stars beat Bafana Bafana 1-0 in their final group game of the World Cup qualifiers. As a result, Ghana advanced to the third round, with SA eliminated. However, the game was full of irregularities concerning Senegalese referee Magwet Ndiaye. Safa have now filed a formal complaint. We are also here then uh, to deal with the issue arising out of the match, and that is the events uh, in Cape Coast. We can say immediately upon the completion of the match in Cape Coast in Ghana. I think there was an outpouring of emotion in our country. Um, we all watched the match. I then phoned the CEO, uh, who was at that time with the match officials, uh, and the head of delegation was there with him, Mr. Aubrey Bartman, and Vincent Cheka is somewhere here as a manager of the team. And I then asked him to go and approach the match officials and inform them that uh, we are going to challenge uh, the outcome of the match and specifically we are concerned with certain decisions in the match and so we're going to ask for an investigation uh, into match manipulation uh, in this match. And so we are here today to inform the nation uh, of the events that unfolded in Cape Coast Stadium that shocked and saddened us uh, because FIFA has a responsibility to protect the integrity uh, of uh, all of its competitions, and that is a responsibility that arises from the FIFA statutes. The moment FIFA decides that that person needs to be sanctioned because there is verifiable proof that the person unlawfully influenced or manipulated the course or the result of the match, then it goes without saying that the result of that match becomes null and void. So we're hoping that by proving this manipulation, FIFA will then take the appropriate action as an automatic ban of five years, which can be extended to a life ban in extreme circumstances, as Article 18.1 uh, stipulates. What we have sought to do as a strategic objective of this task is to prove that there was a definite pattern of bias. Several players were in attendance at an emotional press conference to share their experiences from the match, including captain Ronwyn Williams. When the referee comes to me before the game and says that he's going to book me for time wasting, I already feel targeted, you know, so... Already, you know, going into the game with that at, at the back of my mind, you know, that I'm a target and that he's looking at me. And then throughout the qualifiers, the ball boys did not have the balls in their hand. The balls were on the cones. But in this specific game, the ball boys had the balls in their hand, which was, you know, unheard of, you know, in this qualifiers. And whenever the ball would go out, they would obviously restart the ball very quickly. They would throw it back quickly. But the moment they scored, you know, the, the ball boys disappeared, as you can imagine. And it took long for the balls to get back. And, you know, I wanted to speak to the ref and tell him that some of the balls are soft. 
but you don't want to don't want to hear anything about it. He said you'd rather book me for time wasting. We went out there with confidence, and our coach did mention we should go out there with confidence. You know, win our duels, and you know me being one of the youngest and the smallest on that field, um, I did make sure that you know I went out there, did my best, and did compete in every duel. So it just felt like with every duel that I did go in, um, the ref you know just turned his is it the other way and you know it, it just for me it's not nice to see that you know um giving my all doing that but like i said this is a good bunch of players that you know i've been with and it it's a, it hurts to you know go out like this but we learn and grow from this yeah thank you Five-time Premier League winner John Terry and La Liga legend Roberto Carlos are set to do battle this weekend in the Budweiser Game of Kings in Lagos. These two global icons will feature alongside the best Nigeria professional football players as they face each other in the new exciting campaign which is aimed at giving football lovers the opportunity to witness two greats live in action on African soil, showing off their skills as they share the pitch with local icons. Fans were given the opportunity to submit entries in order to be granted the privilege to coach either Terry's Kings Football Club or Smooth FC, which will include Carlos in the starting lineup. Budweiser recently announced the lucky winners of the competition, and it will be quite interesting to see what Osanache Egbuche and Shegan Jan are tactically able to produce come November 20th. South Africa has two new tournaments on the European Tour calendar. The Pekinwood Classic and the Stain City Championship become the latest additions. The former taking place first at Pekinwood Golf and Country Club, South Africa's first Jack Nicholas signature golf course. The latter will be hosted at another Nicholas-designed course, the club at Stain City. The Pekinwood Classic will be played for the first time from the 10th to the 13th of March next year part of a short SA leg in 2022 and will be followed by the new co-sanctioned Stain City Championship. This adds to the country's strong presence on the European Tour's calendar, with a total of six South African tournaments now co-sanctioned by the Sunshine and European Tour. The European Tour's 2021-22 season kicks off in South Africa with three major tournaments, starting next week at the Joburg Open at Rand Park Golf Club. There are three races remaining in the Formula 1 season and the World Championship is still up for grabs between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. The superstars now head to the Middle East with a new country making its debut as the inaugural Qatar Grand Prix takes place at LaSalle International Circuit on Sunday. The race was added to replace the Australian Grand Prix which was cancelled due to COVID-19. Verstappen and Hamilton are locked in a duel that will surely go down in history as one of the most riveting title fights ever seen, with the most recent showdown in Brazil delivering more unmissable drama. A technical rules violation moved Hamilton to the back of the pack for the sprint race, but he rose from 20th to 5th by the finish. As if that wasn't enough, an earlier rules violation gave him a 5-spot grid penalty for the Grand Prix proper but he still managed to climb from 10th to 1st and claim a sensational victory. 
Hamilton, against the odds, has come home to win the South Paulo Grand Prix. What a victory for Lewis Hamilton. He's not ready to loosen his grip on that championship trophy. Not just yet. And with three races to go, is it very much game on back at the top? Hamilton thus turned a 21-point deficit into a 14.1, putting the title on a knife edge. It may still be Verstappen's championship to lose, but with the drivers heading to unknown territory in Qatar, it goes without saying that anything can still happen. What a big question mark for everyone, I guess. So we just have to wait and see. I mean, last weekend we were very happy, of course, in Mexico. And now, of course, it's the other way around. And it's been a bit like that throughout the whole season, you know. So let's see what happens. You can see how quickly the tides changed. Last weekend, we, we went away beaten up in Mexico. Uh, this week, we had the faster package. So I'm not relying that suddenly we are, we are picking, taking off. They could be very strong in Qatar next week. And that is to be expected and uh, made a stronger one win. So last week, it was them. This, this, this weekend, it was us. The stage is set for the 2022 Formula One calendar after all 10 teams have confirmed their drivers for next year's campaign. Alfa Romeo will have a completely new look team after Valtteri Bottas was unveiled as their new driver earlier this year, parting ways with Mercedes. Italian driver Antonio Giovinazzi has been replaced at Alfa Romeo by Formula 2 title contender Guan Yu Zhou, with the Chinese driver joining Bottas to complete the new look team. Giovinazzi is making a switch to Formula E, paving the way for Zhou's promotion to Formula 1. Lewis Hamilton will continue to spearhead Mercedes's Formula 1 dominance, but he'll be alongside a new teammate in the form of British compatriot George Russell, who's parting ways with Williams at the end of the current season. The 2022 Formula One season will see an extra race added to the calendar as Formula One heads to Miami, Florida in the United States to complete a provisional record-breaking 23-race season. Due to COVID-19, China won't host a race in 2022, which means Zhou won't be racing in front of his home fans in his first season in F1. There are also a host of changes to the 2022 Formula One car. Over wheel winglets and wheel covers will feature over 18 inch wheels and low profile tires, while redesigned nose and wings are all aimed at reducing the loss of downforce currently experienced by cars trailing a leader. The 2022 Formula One season will get underway on March 20 in Bahrain. The Qatar Grand Prix is next on the Formula One calendar where every point will be crucial for Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Catch all the action right here on your World of Champions.